Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by James Bunkle, my regular returning host, and Paul Flinders, our special guest. Say hello. Hello. Hello everyone. They will be reprising their roles as Rogar the Ghoulborn Paladin Sorcerer, <laughs> and Robert Mayweather, the human ranger hunter path. And also a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got in a little bit of trouble last week. I'll, I'll say it uh, I'll say it that way. Yeah, Robert, <laughs> Robert's, Robert's now a jailbird. Yeah. So, uh, to recap, you guys went to the pub. You kind of got chased off the streets by giant snakes, and you went to go, you know... Try listening in on some conversations, but as you started chatting to your new friend Nock, the uh, large reptilian creature known as a Nori, you found out, mm. you were slipped a note telling you to basically run by someone who looked a lot like the barmaid, but then turned out not to be. You, after a little bit of debate, you ran outside, quickly hearing the doors open behind you for guards being led into the tavern itself, and you found the person who had saved you, and after they led you through the town, they transformed back into the elder Samra, who you'd met earlier that day. Now, a little less drunk and a bit more up for talking. Yep, a little less pissed off. Yeah. He kind of gave you a little bit of backstory about Scorch Haven, the village that you're in. He filled in a few blanks around how the priests have effectively taken over and enforced the worship of Yig on the Serpent Folk, and by nature, the Serpent Folk aren't religious, but due to a bit of fear-mongering, apparently some hunters had gone missing in the desert. People thought they were under attack, and the head priest, a man known as Vishon, had convinced everyone that, hey, maybe we should turn back to the old ways when we were safe. So let's get Yig back onto the board, so he can bring down his divine, poisony vengeance upon those that harm us. And people had started to go along with it, and you know what? Funnily enough, everyone is now feeling a lot safer, but not everyone's on the side of Yig. It's a bit contentious. So you guys decided to explore a little bit after a quick nap that resulted in Robert almost getting killed by a snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went out, and for a reason that slightly escapes me, you decided to go check out the graveyard next to the temple where they dump the uh, divine sacrifices. There was method behind the madness. I believe it was my idea. Or I brought it up anyway. <laughs> I, I'm sure there was method in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, Rogar, with his uh, ghoulish instincts uh, blazing up, he jumped right into the graves and started digging like a mad animal. Unfortunately, Robert was, you know, too preoccupied looking at his shoes to spot the guards approaching. They are nice boots, to be fair. Hmm. <laughs> One suggestion spell later, and Robert was marching off to the temple to say hello to the guards. Yeah. And after a bit of, is this going to end up as a uh, a bloody combat in a graveyard? Rogar eventually decided, fuck it, let's go along and go speak to the priests rather than starting a fight right here and now. The elder Samra got turned away because he is not welcome in the temple. So it is you and your buddy Nock now on your way to the temple of Yig. While that little uh, back and forth was going on, though, Robert got to meet Martin mm. as he came down to taunt Robert, who is now sat in a cell underneath the temple. And he was a git. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Just a bit. But, yeah, he seemed to quite enjoy that the tables had turned. Hunter had become, well, the prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> but now we return with... Uh, Rogar and Nock being brought towards the temple. And I assume, are you making trouble or anything, or are you just going along with these guards? You're not trying to do anything, or what, what's going through Rogar's head? To be honest, it, it kind of depends on how they're acting. If they're acting kind of uppity and a bit like, you know, pushy and whatnot, then, you know, uh, Rogar doesn't, won't really appreciate that. But as far as I can tell, they've not. It's not like they've arrested me or taken any of my stuff off me. It's, or even tried to, it's a, uh, right, if you come with us, you can ask, and then the elder can make a decision. Mm -hmm. So 
I suppose it depends on what they are doing. You know, if that if that is what it is, and you know, nobody's trying to take my stuff, and you know, they're not being like overly aggressive, then you know, I, I'm not going to be overly aggressive myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that they're not intentionally trying to antagonize you. They, the three guards who came out to collect you, they're still a bit, maybe a bit close for comfort, but you kind of didn't expect anything less than that. They are ready to stab you if you try to pull your weapons out because you are you're heavily armed and armored. Like yeah, both you and Nock are carrying weapons. They're not stupid. <laughs> They're kind of yeah. fingers on triggers type thing. But uh, yeah, so you are. Hmm? Can, can I? Oh, well, I'm just wondering. Like, can I like make a perception to just to see if like I don't know I get like a sense that any of them are. I know they're not stupid, but more worried. I suppose the word is, or you know, or like you know, something of that nature, or maybe even if knock is. Uh, you can do me an insight check that'll give you a, a read of the people around you. A twenty-two. Nice. 22. Um, knock is just super curious. He is quite happy to be seeing the temple. You don't really know whether he realizes the level of danger that might be going on, but he does seem happy to be about to get a look inside. The guards, they don't seem nervous. They seem they seem to hold a bit of reverence as you start getting closer to the temple's entrance. Like they're not afraid of going inside, but they they know what goes on here and they know whose house this is. So they're being Cagey's probably the wrong word, but they're you know they're they're on edge a little bit. Okay. That's what you kind of get with the twenty-two, right? But they're not being they're not being like they're not being forceful with me. So you know, no. and obviously I can understand that they're they're ready. Um, I mean, progress even if they don't realize it. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm I'm still I'm going along because as far as I can tell, all I have to do is ask. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't one of the rules that was la- laid out to me. And if they say no, they say no. That's fair. So you are brought to the temple, and you are led up the large steps that lead past the sacrificial altars and to the main door. You pass another couple of guards who are stood just either side of the entrance, and they make brief conversation with the serpent folk who bring you there. And after a kind of agreement, these three guards lead you into the temple proper. And this is your first time seeing inside the temple because when you scryed, you kind of got a, a above view. Yeah. I'll say up close. Uh, the best thing I can kind of describe this is like if you took a more Aztec style pyramid, but then had the serpent of Yig coiled around it. It's very, especially when you're up close and personal, the serpent of Yig is massive. It is overwhelming and it is both awe-striking and terrifying. And you look up as you go through the main door and you see those fangs that you've watched drip some sort of acidic poison or venom on people. And it's just melted them, for lack of a better word. And it is a little bit frightening. There's There's an aura of, you get brought here, you're in trouble. But it's that kind of the thing you almost expect with these types of creatures that are being worshipped, like, you know you're with your own worship of the Whispering Man, you understand that there is a certain level of worship through fear. Yeah. And, yes, you make your way inside. When you get inside, it's actually, it's artistically stunning. The temple walls and floor and ceiling are covered in carvings and mosaics that run across the side walls. You see, I mean, it's thousands of depictions of snakes, basically. There there are snakes everywhere. You see all along the floor, there's these carvings of just small regular snakes. And then on the walls, there are those. Actually, you notice the massive snakes that you saw patrolling the city. All of them are um, shown with these just, they're shown compared to normal serpent men who stand about the same height as a human. They range between your five, six foot, that kind of level. Okay. But the the massive snakes, in the way they're depicted here, you'd probably guess are about anywhere between eight and ten foot. And they all have this crescent moon symbol carved onto their heads. And there's lots of mosaics of the serpent people at war. And these, these uh, large 
um, snakes with the crescent moon are with them fighting alongside. They're always depicted as having such a deadly venom. Like there's lots of shots of these snakes ripping someone's throat out with their fangs and this person just dying instantly. And as you start working your way through the temple, you see a couple of other symbols that start to repeat. You see, strangely enough, a humanoid looking figure. But it's when you get kind of closer to it, you realize it's not. It's almost like it's a humanoid made by someone who doesn't quite understand what a human looks like. The physiology isn't exactly precise. There's scales and around the neck in places. The, the teeth look too sharp, almost vampiric. The eyes have the, the slit pupil of a serpent. And you see that form appears quite regularly in the mosaics. And then you see another form that seems to be like a giant snake, similar to these ones with the crescent moon, but even bigger, like five, six times bigger than the other ones you've seen. And then as you get close to what looks like the main temple doors, as you're walking through this well-lit passageway, it almost seems like they're trying to show off the grandiosity of it all. You get to a large set of either gold or brass doors. You're actually thinking maybe this is pure gold when you look at it. And on there, you see a relief of what you have to assume is Yig in his true form. You see this massive, monstrous serpent with hundreds of snake heads coming out of its neck. It's got this large eye in the middle of its body that just seems to stare through your soul. And it is depicted as having all these smaller serpents all around it. Like, it is sat on a sea of reptiles. It is quite imposing as the final doors you see. Okay. And the guards push open the door and within the temple proper you see quite a large, what you'd almost call a, almost like a courtroom of sorts, but you can see that there are places for prayer and there are braziers that are sort of lit with these um, reddish flames just going to give this whole place a little a, uh, a bit of lighting, and in the distance you can see a large, it looks like a throne, but it's made from like an open snake mouth, and you see a priest sat upon it. You see a couple of other priests in the room as well who seem to be doing various um, small tasks. They're going around lighting candles, saying prayers at certain altars. All of these altars just depict different snakes, and you're starting to get the impression maybe these are all different forms of Yig. Okay. And in the room, you do see two of the large snakes with the crescent marks on their heads as well. They seem to be either side of the throne. Okay. So the, so as I enter, can I take like a... Well, I, I know obviously I can see quite a bit, but can I take mm -hmm. like a, a perception check? Just as... I, I, what, what I want to do is I want to try and gauge what... I'm assuming Vashan's reaction is to somebody, well, to me being marched in there. Okay. Um, I'd give you two different things. So I'd say if you want to do a check for this, see if you spot anything different, go ahead and do an insight check for Vashan himself. Oh, a nine on my perceptions, but a 15 on my insight, though. Hmm. I'd say, unfortunately, with your perception, you're a little bit overawed, and the lighting in here isn't perfect and even though you can see quite well in darkness the way these um brashers are lit it's actually making it quite difficult to see past them it's like it's too bright in the wrong places for you so yeah you're, you're struggling a little bit to make out all the uh all the walls and all the doors that come into this place uh but with a 15 on uh Bichon, he looks he looks stern but he does look curious he's not certain why you're here and as you walk in, the guard who led you here walks forward, leaving you with the two guards behind you and knock. And he approaches Vishon and goes, Great priest Vishon, we found these two digging through the holy offerings in the graveyard. They wish to seek permission to dig through the bodies. Vishon actually seems a little bit confused by this request and he gestures the guard to kind of move out the way and he you see he kind of gestures for well you and knock to walk forward 
Nock at the moment is literally just looking around everything in the room. He is fascinated. Okay. Um, oh, it's Golden Snake. Oh, there's other Golden Snake. Oh, this snake has two heads. Oh, this one has seven heads. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk forward um, with Knock, but I'm gonna try and uh, almost be like a, a step ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Knock is actually you do realize now that you've walked around with him. Knock is a little slower in stride than you because of his large tail. It, so okay. it's, it's quite easy for you to walk ahead of him. Okay. Um, but I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna go in there. I'm not trying to look menacing. I'm not trying to look. You know. I'm not. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not like a. You know. Oh, I'm the big man. Walk. It's a. Uh, arms are open. Like I'm not. Not. I'm not specifically looking for a hug, but it's mm-hmm. kind of a. You know. <laughs> I understand. This is your place of. You know. This is your place. This is your place of worship. I respect that. You're showing um, deference. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. So you know that that that's how I'm going to approach anyway. Okay. So what do you say? He seems to be waiting for you to actually speak. He's kind of giving you that look of almost like a judge. He sort of just sat yeah. there staring at you. So hmm, I'm guessing he call himself like a high priest. That's what I'm going for anyway. That's what you heard. Um, I think Samra call called him yeah. that. Yeah. So. You know, as as I stride forward, I was going to say, you know, high priest for Sean, thank you for uh, allowing me into this magnificent temple. Um, you know, uh, uh, as um, the the gentleman here said, you know, I'm simply I'm simply looking to ask permission to dig up a halfling body and leave. I don't want to dissuade anything. I was only told certain rules when I got here. Had I known it was a rule, I would have come to you first. Make me a persuasion. I will say this before you go into this. This is going to work a little bit like a skill challenge. So one failure and one success might not mean the end of this conversation. Okay, I I roll a 13. 13, okay. Vishon seems to consider your words for a moment and goes, Why is the halfling so important to you? It's it, it's not necessarily important to me. It happens to be um, a, a form of humanoid I haven't eaten. Um, and I fancy something a bit different. They're also much lighter. So I could probably carry a halfling body far further than I might carry, say, a regular human body. That is literally it. <laughs> you say that. He kind of leans forward in the chair to kind of get a good look at you. I assume you still look like Tommy, but you're plate, right? Um, you see, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want it to seem as though I'm trying to deceive him. Mm. Um, so it's more, I'm more, if it becomes a question, mm. I kind of want to put it as in, I thought I would be seen as more accepting this way than I would be in my regular form. Okay. But right now, have you got your helmet on? So he can't see your face. I'm just wondering. Um, I would have opened it when I came into the room because I did, I'll be honest, I did roll with advantage on my perception check. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't have wanted to shut it and then that seemed like an aggressive thing. Sure, sure, sure. So to, to him, you look human as best, as your best uh, impression of Tommy is. So yeah. he, he kind of stares you for him and goes, you wish to eat the body of the halfling? No. Are you of Lang? I have heard they eat the corpses in Lang. No, um, I am not of Lang. I am, I am uh, an abomination of sorts. Um, I'm not 100% sure what I am. Do me a persuasion. Five. Perhaps you are, perhaps not. Those of Lang are known to deceive. But I have done nothing to draw their ire. Perhaps you are merely a wanderer. But that is why you came here. The only reason to take from the great serpent father's holy offerings. Not at all. Um, I, I am here in search of 
particular people. Um, I was led to this village by, well, it's hard to describe it. I would describe it as a mist um, that was trying to feed upon, well, my, myself. And, um, you know, I came here to escape from it. Hmm. Again, he kind of gives you a little bit of a curious look and goes, you fled from the unmen. Unmen? Yes. Those who were once of substance, but no more. Ancient civilization. Huh. See what they have wrought of themselves. <laughs> well, you seem... I cannot deny your knowledge. Uh, I, I've never experienced them, never seen them before. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure what to think that they were. You are young. The unmen are ancient. Long ago, they had form. They had knowledge, more knowledge than most, and that proved their undoing. Now they are, now they are pathetic, barely even form, stuck between undeath and spectral and hmm, ooze-like quality. Their form is not truly corporeal, not truly dead. That is what led you to my village, to my temple. Well, again, uh, I've been led here because I've been I, I've been told that I sh need to ask for permission, um, and that is why I'm here in front of you. That is the reason that I have entered the temple. The creatures themselves were not my reason for disturbing yourself. Do me a persuasion for that one. A an eighteen. Oh. You are desperate. For the body of the halfling betrayer, then perhaps you may take it. But, and as he's saying that, a door opens at the back of the room, and Vishon looks over, and you notice, well, the man that you recognize as Martin Howard walks in. Um, you actually get a good look at him now. You see the same sort of dirty blonde hair and uh, slightly more larger physique, but... Um, Getting a good look at him, he looks larger, but uh, I'd best describe him as almost like kingpin large. Like he's got, he's got a gut, but he looks pretty strong. You know what I mean? That kind of strong man build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what the curious thing you notice about him is he's wearing gloves and a long sleeve shirt and a jacket on top of that. Like he's covered up a lot for a desert village, and it doesn't seem to be bothering him too much. Okay. He um he walks in and he kind of nods towards Vishon and then approaches and you you see him whisper in Vishon's ear for a moment and then kind of steps to the side and leans up against a pillar and Vishon looks and goes apparently you bring a hunter to my village one who is looking for one who has claimed sanctuary here you did not mention this. I believe you're talking about um, the fellow who, uh, well, came here willingly, I believe. And to say that I brought him here is for, for the reason that he's a hunter of some kind. At the end of the day, the only interest I have in him is that he borrowed something from me. I do not know what for. I do not know why he's here. But that is ill. Hmm. So you care not what happens to him? Hmm. Honestly? No. Or, at the end of the day, you win some, you lose some. If I lose my stuff because he was doing something without my knowledge, I'd rather not incur any wrath from yourselves, uh, upset anybody, I will take my leave. Hmm. Do me a deception, because you do know why Robert's there. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was coming, but... Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I, I just want to get out alive. <laughs> 13. 
13. That's not going to pass. <laughs> well, Vishon rolled a natural one. <laughs> he Should believes you. Martin, Martin does not. Does not. <laughs> and so he's got to wait up in his head then. He's got to think, what, what reason do I have to lie? Now, that is a curious symbol I see on chess there, good sir. Do tell me, are you a man of faith? Why, yes, sir, I am. But I do not see as why that is a quandary here. <laughs> oh, it's not so much a concern as just... <laughs> Vishon, I, I told you that I was waiting for someone, and that is true, but... I actually was not waiting for the man that we have downstairs. That was a surprise that he managed to find me here. I thought he would uh, perish in the forest. Most do when they don't know their way around. No, I've been waiting because I think me and our little guest here need to have some sort of conversation. Rogar looks intrigued as hell. <laughs> um... I'm like full on like rock crazy eyebrow, like seriously. Tell me, um, I'm sorry, I did not catch your name. Rogar, Rogar McLeod. <laughs> Rogar, that's uh, interesting. I'm not familiar, but huh? Tell me, are you here in the physical, or are you um? what we refer to around these parts as a dreamer. <laughs> I have no reason to try and deceive him. Um, well, huh. I'm not too sure what the uh, terms you are using mean, but if, if by am I sent here, I'm a, evidently while I was asleep, then I believe I'm a dreamer. <laughs> oh, now that is... Interesting. And, uh, Roga, I think I overheard something that you were here looking for people, is that correct? Yes, but not people who have faith such as yourselves. More people who are in search of a guiding light. <laughs> and, uh, you see Martin actually laughs quite a bit at that. And, um, goes... Oh, well, there is no light brighter than the one I followed. <laughs> well, Vishon, we've got ourselves an interesting situation here. Tell me, Rogar, how familiar are you with the faith of these serpent folk? Unfortunately, probably not as much as I would like. Um, but what I am aware of is how Yig is by a very, very powerful being, and I would not want to uh, anger him or dissuade anybody from following him. I believe we have a very uh, similar goal at the end of things. Interesting. And forgive me, but I must test a slight theory here. Um, you there, and he kind of points at one of the priests of Yig, do me a favor and kill this uh, gentleman here. And he points at you. And me? Yeah. Uh, the priest turns and seems to begin casting a spell at you, Rogar. Is there anything I can do about this? Well, for you, the moment comes as a surprise and unsurprisingly. <laughs> and it's almost like time slows down for the merest second. And you, as you look towards the priest, you notice the shadows in the room grow longer. And the braziers that are lit grow darker. And you watch as they seem to glow with a greenish tinge for a moment. And the whole room seems to drop by, like, ten degrees. Like, you can see your breath in front of you, as can the priest, who now looks a little bit confused. And as he goes to cast his spell, it fizzles. And you hear Martin laugh, like a proper big belly laugh. Like you almost <laughs> expect him to be like rolling around. 
Well, that is one theory proved at the very least. Ah, Vishon, you did not tell me that we had such an esteemed guest in our midst. We are visited by one of the faithful of <laughs> our great dear messenger. The crawling chaos of the stars has come here to speak to you, Vishon. I think that means that you have been doing a good job here all faith of the great serpents. <laughs> you see, my boy, you look a little confused, but perhaps you don't quite understand. You are stood in a place of faith, and the entity that you seem to be um, championing, he has certain protections for those of faith in other places of faith. <laughs> and as you have taken no aggressive action, those, uh, they hold. <laughs> and, uh, Rogar. Yeah. You have just discovered your first bonus for forming a cult of the Whispering Man. And I'll yeah. read it out to you. This successfully unlocked upon your recruitment of uh, Mr. Akins, who is technically your first cult member. <laughs> yeah. And let me just find this for you. Emissary of the Outer Gods. Basically, those who serve are accepted to some degree by all other Outer Gods and entities of their ilk. So, Great Old Ones and such. Your, those entities are far less likely to harm or impede mortal emissaries, assuming that they still retain his favor. So while you're in the good books, you're less likely to be directly affected by these creatures, especially not openly aggressively. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> wow. Um, I'm, well, I'm, gu I'm guessing I'm still just in the room with everybody again. Yes, you're, you're still in there, but um, Martin kind of raises his hand up like, you, you don't need to try it again, sort of thing. And he goes, <laughs> well, isn't this interesting? Here we have the new high priest of the great serpent father, my good friend Vishon. You have myself, the, uh, well, let's say current representative of Tulsha, the outer god of corruption. <laughs> and our new friend here. <laughs> Seems I came to the right place. <laughs> Seems like I came to the right place as well. I think we have a few things to discussion, and I don't think we need the, such a, a formal audience at the moment. Vishon, I know you are, you are a busy man, and you have much to uh, tend to. I'm sure there is another <laughs> congregational sacrifice on the books. Would I have your leave to uh, come with our new here? And Vishon kind of looks at him for a moment and nods. I suppose... You may retire to one of the private chambers. And Vishon gets up and starts to leave the room as he is indeed going off to uh, kill some more people. Interesting. Did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robert's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> so... Um, Martin opens a door, the one that he came through, and kind of gestures that you may come through. Are you going to follow on? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to... I'm just going to say to him, maybe I can bring my uh, associate with me then. And put... I, I mean, knock. Not a problem whatsoever. I have no the fine folk of the ocean like him. Come along now. And he, uh, and he leads you on. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with him. Robert. Hello. You've not had a great hour. No. <laughs> you, you got taunted by Martin a little bit and then left in the dark. And 
you are your hands are bound behind you. Your legs aren't bound. You've not been gagged. The cell is quite small and dark and dingy. You can hear other prisoners, but you can't see any. Mm. Like you can hear people breathing, crying, a couple even sleeping. What what do you do? What is what's on your mind, Robert? Mm. Well, I'm just thinking what I can do in this situation. Um um I'm trying to think back to um, what I've seen while I've been in the dreamlands, what I've seen people do. Mm -hmm. And I think back, there's been some weird, weird, weird shit that's been going on. I've died and then not died. I've come back alive. Obviously, I don't know if I've forgotten a few things, but I'm I'm alive. Um, And then I've seen... I, I I met like I, said, I met Rogar and he was able to change change shape shape like his features appearance things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what can I do? What can I do in this situation? I can't move. I guessing I can't cast spells uh, with my hands bound. Unless you have spells that are verbal components only. Just Which you probably out. don't. I think only like bards have a few verbal only spells. They're all. I've got one verbal one. What's that? Um, ensnaring strike, which is not going to do me any good. Oh, I've got two. Hail of thorns. Oh, the that's true. Verbal. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you would be able to cast them, but acquire an yeah. attack. Right. Now, I've got something. He's just thinking. He's got an idea of what potentially could do. So what we're going, to, what he wants to try and do first is he wants to cast because there is something he can do. Is it's primeval awareness? Okay. And I want to see if I can detect as many of the snake guard, like snake people, as I can that are around, like the, the prison area. Um, if I remember correctly, your primeval awareness allows you to pick out specific um, types. If I remember correctly, um, yeah. so would they be classed as humanoid? Or uh, or... Well, they are. What are they? Yeah, okay, that's what they are. Um, so you can pick out aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, phase, fiends, and undead. Right. So you, I guess you'd have to take a guess at what you thought they might be. Right. Uh, say that again. It is. Aberrations, Celestials, Dragons, Elementals, Fey, Fiends, or Undead. Actually, actually, that's not true. You do just get you get all of them. Oh, um, okay. For one minute per spell level, you can sense whether whether the following types of creature are present within one mile of you. Yeah, which is what I want to do. But more specifically, I just obviously want to concentrate on the people that are in or around where I am. I just want to know, I just want to know if there's any nearby, like very nearby. Okay, you do that, and unfortunately, you don't pick anything out. It seems right. the serpent folk are not one of those types. Oh, great. Okay, well, I'll have bird spell slot though for now. Oh well. Um, they are uh, monstrosities. Oh, wonderful. Right. So thinking back to what I've just been saying about Rogar, I'm thinking right. It's clearly, you know, there's something abnormal. What's happened to me? I could say I've died. Mm-hmm. And I've reappeared out of battle, but alive. So I was thinking, would Rogar be able to do that too? And if he is able to do that, and he can shape form, shift his form, can I do that as a dreamer? So I want to see if I can do what Rogar's done. Mm-hmm. But I want to transform into a copy of the snake that bit me. Oh, actually shape your entire form down to the small yes, snake? Yes, if I can. Okay, uh, I'll say that would be a difficult DC for you to do, and it would be an intelligence like Rogar's been doing, because that's like a you're basically polymorphing yourself. Yeah, I've got no, I'm, I'm running out of options, so... <laughs> I'd say you won't be able to hold it for very long, but it would be a DC 18. Oh, wonderful, but we'll go for it anyway. So is it just yeah. straight up intelligence save? Yeah, right, not, it's not save, unskilled intelligence. Which is where's that? Bottom of your skill sheet. Unskilled intelligence. Yes, there we are. Fourteen. 14. You feel your form starting to shrink down and starting to get a few scales, but then unfortunately, it's too, it's too big of a change. You snap back. 
Right. Uh, did the change get me out of my shackles? No. No. Okay. Um, and in fact, when it snaps back, so a little bit of time goes past, you hear boots on the floor going down to the prison. Right. And you, you watch as some guards walk past your cell. Right. So they, they're, not, they're not bothered me. They don't seem to be. They go past you, and then you watch as they drag out five people past yourself, all shackled. Now, five is the amount of people that they have on there. So does that mean I'm safe? Because we've only seen five get executed at a time. Yeah. Mm. I I wouldn't take it to mean that you are definitely safe, but I would also take heart in that they've not they've not gone straight to kill you so maybe you're not a prisoner of a shun maybe it's just martin mm. and after a few minutes and they disappear up there you hear the uh the rather ominous bell toll somewhere inside the temple and you know that those people have just been led to their deaths right okay um so i've just tried shape-shifting that's not worked i don't know whether to sit tight I mean, you can try shapeshifting again if you want to try something less complicated. Mm. It takes time for you to do it, so things may occur, but if you wish to give that another shot, that's up to you. It's what to change into, because I need to get... It, I'm trying to get it to a foot... I don't know, try to get a way out of the shackles. Um, I need to get to something that's quite small. It'd be probably something I've seen before, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, something you've seen before would help, yeah. Um, About knock. Potentially. Uh... Because he can, like, melt his arms and stuff away, so you could probably, like, smush out. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll try that. Just because you've, you've seen him, haven't you, so... Yeah, I'll transform into Knock. Okay. Right. I'd say, to turn to Knock, I'd say it would be a DC 14. Because, again, his physiology is quite far from yours, but it's not as far as trying to turn into a tiny snake. Right, yeah. So, same again. Unskilled. 16. 16. Nice. It takes a little while, but you do eventually change your f- to a reasonable approximation of knock. You gain the larger nori body, your legs form together into a tail, and y- did you go for three arms or two arms? Just a two. Okay, so you went for two arms. So your two arms you currently have are shackled together. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that, that, that went well, didn't it? Oh. Can you not smush through the bars of the cell? That's a thought. Yes. Could I could I do that? Um, I would say so you're not as big as a regular Nori. Um, I would say that with a little bit of effort and a little bit of time, yeah, you could probably push your way through the bars as a Nori. But I will say this form's not gonna last very long. Again, this is like you have basically taken on a completely alien physiology. <laughs> yeah. Um well, the idea's got to be smush through and just get out of the temple. That's your option. That's your, that's, that's that's your what, aim, that's, isn't it? That's what I've got to do. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. Or try and do that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you take the time to kind of smush your way through the bars, and eventually you are on the other side. And just as you kind of get to the other side, you feel your tail starts to split apart, and you're sort of dropped onto the floor on the other side of the bars as Robert. Brilliant. But I'm unarmed, no armor. Yeah, your gear was kind of stripped from you and is being held somewhere, presumably. Right. Um, can I take a perception check? Because obviously I'm assuming it's going to be a little bit better lit. Uh, well, you're just in the corridor outside, so it's not great. It's got like a few torches around. I mean, you can take a perception check to see what you see. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to. Otherwise, I'm just like, I don't know what's here, do I? So perception check. Would that be... With advantage, not with advantage, with normal straight up, or would it be disadvantage still? Uh, I'd say it'd be disadvantage. It's quite dark down here. You're oh, okay. Because these creatures actually Holy do shit. have. <laughs> these creatures can see in the dark, you're probably realizing, because they are having no issue walking around this place. But with disadvantage, I think I rolled a nat 20. Did uh, I? So, unnatural 20 and 11. Yeah. So, 11. Um, scanning around, you see it's a long corridor. Probably quite low in the temple, possibly underground. There are cells going back, but without going and starting to inspect them, you don't know how many people are being held down here at the moment. Mm-hmm. And looking the other way, you see the small stairway that it leads up to the door that the guards came through, probably about 40 feet away from you. Right, the thing is, if I go where the guards have, got, have gone, I'm more than likely going to bump into them. Um, 
unless I could. I've not got my sneak, my, my sneaky, sneaky boots. But hmm, what do? What do? What do? What do? Can I say that if they're doing if they're doing the ceremony, I might be able to sneak out because they're busy there. Can I take a? Can I sneak up to the door and, make, and, and I could try and listen or peek through to see what because it was on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do me a stealth check. Stealth check with normal. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Nineteen. You pretty silently managed to make your way up the stairs to the door. Yeah. Um. Is there any way? I, is there any way I can peek through? Yeah. Do me a perception. Yeah. Try not to natural one it. Yeah. Four. Four. You push your eye to the um to the keyhole and it's dark out and you can't see shit. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Uh. It was just cells the other way, wasn't it? Um. Mm-hmm. So it seemed to be. Yeah. Um. Well, if I go through that way, I'm gonna—I might get bum rushed. Um, shit. Um, can I have a quick? Can I go back to the other way just to see what's at the end of that corridor? Ah, uh, you can. I mean, you can walk through the darkness for a while. If you... Um, probably better off stealthing through just in case there's any anyone down here. Sure. Yeah. So, oh, 12. 12? Okay. Yeah. Not quite as silent as before, but you start making no. your way. Down through there because you're not being quite as stealthy. A few prisoners, but you're a little bit confused. There's just some random humans wandering about, but they don't seem to. They don't. They seem a little bit beaten down. They're not like clawing for freedom. Mm. Um, are any of the? Um, I'm just trying to think now. Do I want to help any of these guys, or do I just think of me? Just think of myself and get the fuck out of here. Um, there's no like uh, chests or anything in, in the. Like what could potentially have my gear, that gear held in it or anything like that is there? Not that you've seen. Right, and it's not down this way. This looks like it's just the cells. So really, if it's looking like I just need, uh, I've not noticed anything down here, have I? Uh, not really. This way does just seem to lead further and further into more and more cells. Right. Almost so- the only thing you do notice is it's almost, and I kind of have to say it, given you're in the dreamlands, it's almost dreamlike how big this place is that's holding people mm. there, it, your perception actually feels a little bit off that almost as if you could just keep walking and maybe you'd never find an end right so i need to go back to the door then so i'll go i'll go back to the door okay um and oh god do i just go through the door do i stealth through the door can't do another perception can i um otherwise just yeah um fuck it i'll just stealth through the door Okay, give me a stealth. See how quietly you open this door. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, that's not good. No, that isn't good. Um, As you start creaking the door open, it does creak, and you hear a guard go, What is this? And that's where we're going to leave you, Robert. Hey! (laughs) Rogar. Yep. You've been led to a um, quite a nice chamber, actually. It's uh, very well laid out. It looks to be like a like a, almost like a, a little priestly office type thing, where like you might go for some sort of private um, communication with a priest. Not like confession, but almost just like oh, I want to talk about my faith, that sort of thing. But it's very nice. You assume it's probably not Vachon's because it's not like extravagant. It's probably one of the other priests he has around, but it's it's a nice little room. You've been sat down at a table. Um, you've been given a drink, as is Nock. Um, Martin's made himself a, a drink as well, and he sat down across from you. And yeah, a non-poisonous drink. Uh, he does assure you it's not poisonous. Uh, you see, in the middle of the table, there's another one of these little uh, braziers with the, a flame flickering in it, just giving light to the room. It's quite cozy. Awesome. So. So, Rogar, my new friend, do be a little bit more honest with me, would you? Why did you bring that foolish hunter here for me? It's very simple, mind, to be honest. Um, that weapon he was carrying, he rented from me. Uh, um, you know, um, we recently got attacked by some uh, foul creatures. Um, you know, um, he helped me kill something called Amigo. Um, I'm not 100% sure what Amigo is, but that's what, what my um, constituents described it as. And, you know, I thought, I'm here. I'm looking for lost people. He seems like a 
lost person and maybe he can be useful in the physical plane to further our cause hmm well that is interesting i mean i suppose you first have to convince him not to kill me <laughs> he seemed rather um how shall i say focused on that particular aspect of his job last we last we met <laughs> <laughs> nothing but a mere bagatelle uh he will have a simple option he either follows and joins with me and follows in the teachings of <laughs> well i say our uh, mutual friend <laughs> or he chooses death seems a seems quite a <laughs> a, sim, a, sim, a simple option to me a simple choice huh, you would think so but it is surprising choose death <laughs> <laughs> you are too right there my friend <laughs> i have to ask he presumably convinced you to uh, come here and dispose of me correct that was the uh, original plan <laughs> to be honest with you mine what he believes is going on and what is actually going on are two very different things. He may believe that I'm here to help him kill you, but as I've said, merely trying to find another person to help in the cause on the physical plane. Hmm. Huh. Well, that makes a fair amount of sense because I was sat here wondering if he had succeeded, how was he ever going to get out of this place? He's only here because I brought him by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he rightly knows. Oh, that would have been mighty short-sighted, putting a dagger through my heart and not knowing to get back. <laughs> <laughs> As you say, some people are blinded by things that are inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Oh, indeed. Too many do not understand the truths that are around us. <laughs> <laughs> Take house, Haig. Hey, they, they put this bounty on me, what, because I burned their little girl? <laughs> what does that matter? That is one more body on the great pyre. When I got to see, I got to see the truth from it. And the, um... He takes out this little pouch and he pours what to you looks like sand in the uh, in the brazier with the flame. And you watch as the flame goes completely green and starts to spin and spiral upwards like a pillar. And he starts smiling at it and goes, Now you see, my friend Rogar, I do not know what it is like for you, but with my particular faith, when I am able to cast someone who is worth the sacrifice into the fire i am gifted with sight and truth you see that is how i knew that my um my current tenure in the physical plane should come to an end i needed to get out of there as quickly as possible and i saw something in my visions of a great snake so i sought out this temple and explained myself to vishon he seemed happy to have the powers of a seer at his disposal, but I knew that I was here waiting to meet someone important, or at least someone who may be important, and I'm starting to think that is you. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you see me that way, uh, Martin. Um, but how can I help you, if I am who you're waiting for? <laughs> well, it seems that we are entering a how shall we call it transitional period over there on the material plane and there can be no transition without decay without change of all forms and my particular proclivities lead me towards a certain entity by the name of tushal as i mentioned he is a uh, what they call an outer god. He embodies the state of corrosion and death 
but also of truth and revelation. You see, when he chooses people like myself, he allows us to see things. We act as diviners, prophets, seers, occasionally a little bit of arson. It's uh, time for the festivals. And I have been plagued for a long time, world changing, of a great storm breaking across the skies. And all my life, I knew that to play some role in this, but I was uncertain what. I fell in with a few other of my ilk until the day it was time to dispose of them. <laughs> they did not keep the faith as close as they should have. But Tushal still chose me after that, so I knew things were done the way they were supposed to be done. And I have never strayed from these visions, Rogar, and I see a world fallen apart, a world undergoing this grand change, and I feel like I must be a part of it. Perhaps our meeting is serendipitous. <laughs> I'm glad you think so too, Martin. I, knowing Now knowing who you are, now knowing why I was shown this place of all places in the dreamlands, maybe I'm here for you as well. Maybe uh, <laughs> this can be uh, as beneficial a meeting as you believe. Excellent. So tell me, Rogar, how are you currently understanding exactly what it is you have to do to bring about these, these grand changes? Or is that yet to be revealed? <laughs> Depends what you mean by grand changes, my friend. Um, to put, can I can I uh, can I do an insight check on him? I'm just uh, I'm just thinking before I reveal like the big plan. <laughs> <laughs> A twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Um, you read this man pretty clearly. He's he doesn't seem to be lying to you, not okay. as far as anything he said. He is. Clearly, clearly a horrible person. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has no qualms about doing anything in the name of his particular faith. He is, by all definitions, a killer. But he is dedicated in a, in a similar way that you would say the crew that kind of fervor, though with him it seems a little bit more... You get an air of a bit more opportunisticness to him rather than just full-out... Um, zealotry, but yeah. there is a mix there. Okay. But he's he's being honest. He seems to be being honest. Yes, he's just a knob. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 to put it in a kind way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's Rogar's kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin, my current. Well, let's call it a mission. Why not? Currently, I'm here for a certain kind of person. A, as I said, a person who is looking for uh, something to believe in, something to follow, a, a guiding light, as I uh, <laughs> described it before. But these people, you know, they need. I'm looking for a light. People of skill, people of you know, substance to help spread the word, to help progress our interests in the physical plane. I will no doubt be called away on certain other, <laughs> let's call them interesting matters. But from there, I suppose the only other mission that I know I directly have an influence on is to take out the plane of Earth. So I'll say from there, my next calling, my next divine purpose to, uh, you know, to help uh, progress towards our, the end of the uh, physical plane and everything else that... <laughs> You so uh, rightly put, as we see in the stars, is to head to the plane of Earth and deliver the plane of Earth to 
my master, my my god, my be all and end all. Hmm. Now that is intriguing. <laughs> so it sounds to me, Rogar, that you are a man who acts on what is in front of him. Someone who knows what they need to do in the present, but maybe doesn't always need know what they need to do in the future. You sound like a man who could use someone who can see. And you watch as both of his eyes kind of flicker to this greenish flame, and it seems to react with that pillar of fire that he created. And you just feel this wave of death and corruption and corrosion wash over you for a moment, but it doesn't feel too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm guessing that's kind of like a similar to when Alistra was in the room, almost. Mm. Hmm. Sounds to me, uh, yeah, maybe uh, somebody like that would be uh, useful, would be someone who can help with these plans, help further these causes. <laughs> but is that you uh, offering fealty to us? Offering to help our cause? Hmm. If you work for who I think you work for, technically speaking, we all path, those of us who understand just what it is that we have thrown our lot in with. If now is the time, if now is when we must heed the call, then I am certain that my master would wish to be involved. And on that, I am happy to shake your hand right here and now if you can promise me two things. Go on. First of all, it's pretty damn simple. I want you to make sure that your little friend downstairs doesn't attempt to end my life. And the second is that when the time comes, you will assist in bringing forth the flames of corrosion to wherever they need to be brought. Hmm. See? Rogar doesn't have a problem with that. I can assure you that my master will just be the first of many. It's just, shall we say, a little bit of personal pride that he is first. <laughs> is, there, is there any kind of role I can make to see if I get any kind of div like divine sense that that's something Whisper Man wouldn't want? Not. Do me, do me a religion check. Okay. Straight up, yeah? Yeah. Nine. Nine. You don't have a definite one way or the other. You you personally are starting to put certain things together from what you're finding out here and what you're starting to read about. And from what Martin said, as with a nine, you kind of have to go with what he's telling you. It seems that the entity you worship has a role in bringing these other creatures together. And yeah. in theory, as long as they act in the same general direction Master wants, then that would be the case. They would all converge to a point. Yeah, that was that was my that was my original thinking. If I'm honest, I just you know if I if I just if if he'd like I don't know like spoken to me, you know, and said oh, no, I must be first or whatever, then I would have, you know, that, that would have been mm -hmm. something different. But because Rogar's not getting that feeling, he's not getting that, it's not fear, but, you know, that, like when he was pulled out after the battle with Steve, and mm -hmm. it was like, a, you know, paralysis almost in the physical, but in the mental, it was, a, you know, yeah, o open your eyes now, boy, kind of experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do, I, I, if I, have I still got my helmet on? Or are we saying that I've taken it off? Ah, I'll say that's up to you. So I, I take my helmet off and put it on the table, switch to my regular form, and hold mm -hmm. out my hand to shake his hand. <laughs> and give him a wink with the third eye. <laughs> well, then I say we have a deal, and he will shake your hand. And I will shake his. And I think that's where we'll end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Nice easy one for Robert. <laughs> hey, unfortunately, being in a prison, too many options. <laughs> no. Wait, there, you got out of the jail. Yeah, and then probably straight back in it. 
Or <laughs> dead. Well, 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 well. Just I've just done a deal so that you don't necessarily die. We'll you just can't what... you just can't kill mine. We'll see what Robert thinks of that. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we shall indeed. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, that was Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. You can find, uh, well, myself and all my uh, cast on Twitter. I am at Treason No. They are there as their player names with GTMP at the end of it. We have a WordPress website full of lore, information, and pictures and things, which is Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. And we have a Facebook group, also Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. And I will turn you over to my uh, guests here to say their own goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling podcast. They are available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAW Podcast. And maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. And you can also find me on the those two mentioned podcasts. You can also find me on the RAD Live podcast. You can find us on all good places where you can find podcasts. You have a Facebook page, and we are on Twitter at UKRAD Podcast. You can also find me as my other character on Twitter as Steve AOTGTMP. And you can usually find me causing shithousery with the other members of GTMP. so yeah that's me (laughs) well i hope everyone enjoyed and we will see you next week goodbye see ya greetings soggy boys do you like water do you like mermaids? What about sea elves or reverse mermaids? If you do, come listen to On the Shoulder, a D&D podcast hosted by me. And then there's these other two people. They're pretty cool. Come on down to www.necropodicon.com. See you later. I see what you did there. See? It's good. I didn't mean to do that. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.